The Power Zone Sports Podcast is brought to you by Titan Home Lending, TicketSmarter.com, and our Florida realtor, Drew Felios. Enjoy the podcast. Now a word from Titan Home Lending. Are you in the market for a new home? Are you looking to get into a, a single family residence, condo, townhouse, duplex, whatever it is? If you need financing help to get pre-approved, which you need to do, reach out to Titan Home Lending and Jason Powers. We'll get you approved in less than 24 hours. We'll get you qualified, figure out what you can afford, and we will get you in a position to be able to make that offer. So reach out to me, Jason Powers, Titan Home Lending. We can help you with an FHA loan, a VA loan if you're a veteran, a conventional loan, a bank statement loan. We can help you with a investment property, a second home. Whatever their financing needs are, reach out to me, Titan Home Lending and Jason Powers, 205-790-1404. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. My team. It's my quarterback. The kick. It is. Good. 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 To be the man, you gotta beat the man. The two one. Swung lane drive left field. One run is in. This is the Powers on Sports Podcast. All right, welcome in Powers on Sports Podcast. It's our Christmas week edition. Only a few more days left to Christmas morning. Santa Claus coming to town in your part of the world. So hopefully you've, uh, again, be, be the first to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, whatever other uh, holiday celebrations, little Festivus for you Seinfeld fans out there. Happy Festivus and uh, all the mayor, all everything in between. Hopefully, uh, again, you're going to get an opportunity to spend a little time with your family. If you if you are not, uh, make sure you call them and or someone that you that you care about and wish them a Merry Christmas. Even if you're not uh, exchanging gifts with people, make sure to have good thoughts in your mind about others that maybe are a little less fortunate whether it's here in the United States or all over the world, lots of stuff going on in the world these days with uh, wars and all kinds of stuff going on. So be thinking of other people on Christmas and um, obviously uh, hope everybody has a uh, delightful weekend. Obviously Christmas is on Monday. So for those of you that have to work, thank you for doing what you do. And again, if you are out somewhere on whether it's Christmas Eve, Christmas day, make sure you take care of those people that are taking care of you having to work uh, on Christmas whether it's in the service industry or whether it's in just a normal, uh, lots of stuff, lots of people have to work on holidays. So make sure you're very thankful for those people. And obviously our military as well. Those people always have to work. Um, we always have to be on alert. So again, you know, any military people, make sure you thank them and uh, just make this a fun, fun week. We don't want to have any more stress than we, than we need during this week. So uh, we've got a good episode for you. No guests this week. I'm gonna I'm just gonna talk for about 20 minutes or so. We're just gonna talk some NFL, some little college football, hit some a couple of sports topics around the sports calendar. Remember in the NFL this week, there's two games Saturday, 
full game, full slate of games on Sunday. There's a Sunday night game out in Denver, a Christmas Eve game. And then you're going to have a triple header on Monday, Christmas Day in the NFL. You're, you're going to have a full slate of NBA games on Christmas Day as well. That's been traditional. This is the Roger Goodell. We don't give a damn what the NBA is doing. We're still going to have NFL games on Christmas. Uh, triple header. I think you have uh, Kansas City hosting. You have Philly and the Giants midday. And then at night, you're going to on Christmas night, you're going to have a showdown out in San Francisco. The Ravens and the 49ers, a huge game with a ton of uh, implications on the line. Too many people think these are the two favorites to make the Super Bowl, and it'll be awesome to have a uh, late-season showdown like this out in San Francisco on Christmas night. So, um, again, full slate of games uh, throughout the week, and, again, lots of stuff going on in the playoff race. You had Philadelphia lose on Monday night, a great drive by Drew Locke and the Seahawks late to, to win that game late in Seattle. Uh, you had the Cowboys get smoked by the uh, Buffalo on uh, Sunday in, in Orchard Park, James Cook. Put my fantasy team to sleep with his performance. Buried my fantasy team. I was playing against James Cook. Thank you, James Cook, for sticking me in, in the you-know-what and knocking me out of one of my two fantasy playoffs. But I did advance in my other playoffs, so I am in the semifinals of my uh, primary uh, fantasy. Not my primary, but my two leagues that I play in. I'm in the semifinals. Knocked out my buddy GP. Devastation Incorporated, my buddy in Dallas. Beat him back-to-back -back weeks last week of the regular season, and then beat him again. Who he was the number two overall seed. The general PA toilet bowl lives on once again uh, with my man GP and company. So we're into our semifinals. My myself, the captain, Captain Shady, the Vipers, and the suspect Riggs have advanced to the semifinals in the Magic City Fantasy Football League. So. We hope to uh, advance to the finals, make a little more cash, uh, but we will see how it goes this weekend as I will uh, face off with the Vipers, my buddy Michael Banks from Birmingham, that we will have a little uh, a little fantasy showdown on the weekend for to see who goes to the final. So, um, all right, let's get to some football. Let's get to some uh, – before we get to the uh, – we're going to give you a little list of some coaches that I think might be in trouble. Let's first hand out some coaching blunders from the weekend. Again, uh, every week there seems to be one or two instances where the coaches just make disastrous decisions and uh, that maybe don't cost them ultimately the game, but just decisions that you really as a, as a fan think, what is he, what are these guys doing? First, we're going to start in Jacksonville Sunday night. If you remember uh, the uh, low-scoring game with the Ravens and Jaguars late in the first half, uh, Trevor Lawrence throws a long bomb down the sideline, completes the ball to, the, to about the – five or six yard line of Baltimore. Jacksonville has no timeouts. There's about 15 seconds left in the half. Instead of going up and spiking the ball with about 10 or 11, that way you'll have two throws to the end zone. The Jaguars try to run a play. And if you're going to run a play there, you have to throw the ball in the end zone. You can't throw the ball not in the end zone and not out of bounds. Well, what does Jacksonville and Lawrence do? They throw a ball, a one-yard route. The guy gets tackled inbounds at the five-yard line. Time runs out. They get nothing. Uh, were they going to win that game? Not sure. Probably not. But just a disastrous time management situation by Peterson and, more importantly, by Trevor Lawrence, who's got to know better. You can't throw a one-yard route. You have to throw the ball in the end zone there if you're going to try to run a play. Didn't have a problem with them trying to run a play, but you can't throw a one-yard route, not in the end zone. So that was uh, coaching blunder number one. Uh, the Ravens go on to win the game 23-7, to, 23 to 7, I believe. 
um, and take firm control, not firm control, but keep control of the number one seed in the AFC. Jacksonville's now tied with the Colts. What a job by Steichen and getting that Colts team with Gardner Minshew to eight and six as they beat the Steelers last Saturday. Mitch Trubisky is a complete disaster. He's been benched. We're into Mason Rudolph. The Steelers are still in it. I mean, unbelievable how they're still in it. They have a huge game at home against the Bengals, who keep finding a way to win with Jake Browning. Um, but, yeah, lots of drama in the AFC in the sixth and seventh spot, as well as the NFC in, in the sixth and seventh spot. You got NFC, you have basically the Rams, the Seahawks, the Bucks, uh, the Saints, uh, the Packers and the Vikings are pretty much the teams that are vying for the couple of spots in the in the uh, NFC. Pretty much Dallas or Philadelphia is going to be the five seed, whichever team loses the AFC, the NFC East. Detroit's going to win that division, and then you got um, and then you have the NFC East division winner, and then you have the 49ers who are going to be most likely the one seed, barring an absolute collapse. So. Um, Coaching blunder number two was in the Bucks Packers game. In my view, again, did it change the results of the game? No. Early on, the Packers go all the way down the field, long six, seven minute drive, fourth and goal from the three. You got to kick the field goal. It's three to nothing, Bucks early. You got to kick the field goal if you're Lafleur. They don't kick the field goal. Don't make. Don't score. Bucks end up winning the game 34-20 in a game that most people thought the Packers were going to win. I didn't. Uh, obviously, my, the, my, the, my Bucks is my, that's my team. The Bucks have really overachieved the last three weeks, getting the seven and seven. Give Todd Bowles a full credit. Uh, this team was teetering on the brink of a, of a meltdown there at four and seven, if not for a 75-yard touchdown pass from Evans to Baker Mayfield in the rain against Carolina. He he was about to get benched. Bowles, if they lose that game to Carolina, would have most likely in all all but certainly probably been fired, not at the end of the game, but at the end of the year. But give Todd Bowles credit. They've re, they've found a way. They've won two road games in a row at they won uh, at Green Bay. And then they won. Where did they win the week before? They won at Atlanta late. So Bucks to seven and seven, first place NFC South. And they're now in a great spot to still make the playoffs in the NFC, even if they if they don't win the division. They got three games left. Nine and eight is going to get somebody in as the six or seven seed. So if the Bucs can win two out of the next three, you got Jacksonville, New Orleans at home, and then at Carolina to wrap up the year. I think the Bucs have a great opportunity to get in as a wild card. They have the tiebreaker advantage over both Green Bay and Minnesota. They beat them head to head. They've not played the Rams, who are playing well. But again, Bucks are in a great spot if they can win, especially if they beat Jacksonville this week with potentially no Trevor Lawrence in the concussion protocol. They beat Jacksonville this week. They're going to the playoffs, in my view. So, um, again, lots of lots of games with a lot of playoff implications this week in the NFL. You have uh, the Miami uh, Miami Dallas, which is going to be a big game Saturday. Cincinnati Pittsburgh is a huge game. That's pretty much an elimination game for Pittsburgh and probably Cincinnati as well. You have uh, the Indian Atlanta game in Atlanta going back to Desmond Ritter. I'm excuse me, benching Desmond Ritter going back to Taylor Heineke. You have uh, Green Bay has to win at Carolina just to keep their hopes alive. Huge game Cleveland at Houston. Probably not going to see C.J. Stroud. They've all but said he's not going to play this week. So you got Flacco going to Houston against Case Keenum, 
who had a tremendous comeback in Tennessee last week. Uh, you have a game which is unwatchable, the uh, the, the Commanders and the Jets, Vikings and in, 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 in Detroit. They play twice in the next three weeks. So Minnesota's got to win one, got to win this game at home to keep their playoff hopes alive. Detroit can clinch the division as well. We mentioned Dallas and Miami, um, and then you have um, Denver has to win su Sunday night against New England, um, and then on Monday, obviously Monday we got the triple header. You got uh, Kansas City hosting, you got Baltimore, San Francisco, and then you got the Giants and Philly, who also will play twice in three weeks as well. So. Uh, very lots of games with lots of implications in the, uh, in, in, uh, going on here. So um, let's go to the MVP race. Three candidates in my view. It's either Purdy, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey right now. Unless Tyreek Hill goes crazy the last three weeks, which is possible. Remember, he didn't play last week. He's going to most likely play this week against Dallas. If he goes nuts the last three weeks, he could steal this MVP. But I think it's a three-horse race. Purdy, Lamar, Christian McCaffrey. Purdy's the leader in the clubhouse. This game Monday night, Purdy against Lamar, will have a huge impact on who wins the MVP. If either one of them play great and their team wins and gets the number one seed, I think those guys are in the driver's seat to win the MVP. I'm going to give the edge to Purdy right now. But again, I think if uh, if Tyreek Hill went crazy these last three weeks, he'd get a lot. He'd get a lot of votes late. And obviously, if Lamar beats Purdy in San Francisco. He will then vault probably to the, to the lead of the MVP race. Be interesting to see there. So, um, coaches in trouble. I'm going to give you the list of the, of the, of there's five. There's ten teams that I've written down that I think are going to very possibly have coaching changes. We already know Carolina, Vegas, and the Chargers have made in season changes. Those three will have new coaches. Potentially, could Antonio Pierce? Keep that job in Vegas, potentially, but I do think they'll end up hiring somebody else. You will have a new coach in Carolina, a new coach in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. A couple interesting, three or four interesting ones that we don't know yet that are very interesting. Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh sputters down the stretch here and they lose the last two, wouldn't shock me one bit if there's a mutual parting of the ways between uh, Tomlin and the Steelers. Potentially a trade to somebody, he gets traded, uh, but again, there's a lot of rumblings out of Pittsburgh that there could be a change in Pittsburgh, whether it's mutual or not. Uh, keep an eye on that. Chicago, Eberflus has done a really good job the last eight or nine weeks keeping that thing together. Will he keep his job? Depending on, they're probably going to have the number one pick in the draft with Carolina due to the Carolina trade. Does the Bears management, do they keep a defensive guy when you got the number one pick and you're probably going to take a quarterback? Are they going to keep Justin Fields? How do they leverage that? Be very interesting to see what they do there. Tennessee with Vrabel. I don't think he's in trouble of getting fired, but I, it wouldn't shock me if at the end of the year they they made a move there. Uh, again, lots of speculation. Vrabel's name's been mentioned possibly in New England. Could he replace Bill Belichick? Vrabel's a really good coach, but he just hasn't seemed to have been able to get that team over the top the last couple of years. And then obviously New England. Belichick, all the rumblings are, are saying that he's not going to come back in New England. Could he potentially be a candidate in Washington? Could he be potentially be a candidate with the Chargers, with Herbert? Uh, very, very interesting to see what Bill Belichick, uh, his options are if they do, again, part ways. Remember, it's been 20-plus years. Kraft, 
you can't let Belichick keep being the GM. Even if he gets hired at another job, I don't think you can let allow Belichick to be the de- decision maker on, on the draft and personnel. Uh, he's just not been very good the last seven, eight years with that. Wasn't great even with Brady there. The, 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 you know, they've not played well. I think I think if you got a ready-made quarterback, i.e. Herbert, he could be a major, major uh, player out in San, the Chargers or potentially Washington. I think Washington, you, I think Rivera's gone in Washington no matter what happens. I think I think could Belichick want to stay on the East Coast? Um, I think that's a that's a viable possibility. New Orleans, if New Orleans doesn't make the playoffs, I think Dennis Allen's gone. I don't think they're going to keep him. Um, in Atlanta, very, very dicey situation in Atlanta. They've benched Ritter. They're going with Heineke the rest of the year. I think Arthur Smith has been given a lot of rope by Arthur Smith. Arthur uh, Arthur Blanks has given Arthur Smith a lot of rope. Did not have an, a, a glowing endorsement for him this week. So Atlanta's another place to keep an eye on. And then I'm going to give you a wild card. If Buffalo were to collapse down the down the stretch here and potentially not make the playoffs, I think Sean McDermott could be in trouble there in Buffalo. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but if they were to collapse and lose a couple of these games that they shouldn't lose, I think you could see uh, the uh, a change in Buffalo. But Buffalo is is surging right now. Running game, Joe Brady's doing a great job. James Cook, Allen's playing good, and the defense is playing. I don't think he's going to lose his job, but if they were to falter here down the stretch, could see a change there. So there you're, there's 10 spots. Three are already decided. you got another seven that very easily could be uh, could be uh, on, on the mark. I think Todd Bowles down here has probably saved his job with that win in Green Bay. I think they're going to win at least one more, if not two more. So I think he's going to be – I think he's going to survive here in Tampa for another year. So uh, those are your coaching situations. And it'll be, again, the, the names to be keeping on are Belichick, Tomlin, Harbaugh with Michigan, depending after this after the playoffs wrap up. Um, and again, there's always a wild card name that comes out of nowhere. As far as a hit, Ben Johnson, the OC for Detroit, is going to be a hot commodity. Dan Quinn's going to be a hot commodity. Um, you know, these are the kind of guys that you're going to be hearing about in these coaching interviews and all that stuff. Though, will a guy like Lincoln Riley potentially entertain some coaching uh, interviews, things like that? Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. So those are, that's your kind of your coaching update. National Signing Day was on Wednesday of this week for the colleges. Again, lots of you know, there's so many moving parts on this on this front with high school recruits, transfer portal, and all that. Georgia was you know seems to be the number one uh, uh, winner of signing day. Remember, there's another signing day in another month in February, the normal one, but this early signing day has just happened. Uh, and a couple and and so. You will see a lot of movement with transfers and high school recruits. Transfer portal guys will be moving because of how the teams, who the teams signed and got signed. That'll affect some of these transfer portal decisions, as far especially at the quarterback position, skill players. Um, the big move was Dominic Rayola, the big recruit at Georgia. Everybody thought was going to Georgia is now flipped and is going to Nebraska. A big get for Matt Rule at Nebraska. Can he be the threat? They, can he be the impact freshman they think he can be and turn that Nebraska program into some somewhat of a contender? Remember, they're in the Big Ten. A lot of people think Rayola could be the guy that turns Nebraska around, uh, but we will see. So last thing I want to hit on, then I'll give you a couple picks uh, as we wrap up the podcast. Ja Morant's return for the Grizzlies. Again, remember, he suspended 25 games with all the off-the-court stuff with the guns and the videos and all that stuff. He's on. He has no more room for error. There will be no more tolerance for any more indiscretions off the court. Twenty. Hopefully, he's learned his lesson. 
If you saw game one, you saw a buzzer-beating performance where he hit the game winner at the buzzer in New Orleans to beat the Pelicans. Good for him with, with a strong return. But, again, keep your nose clean, John Moran. You got about a $300, $400 million lottery ticket waiting for you if you can just keep your nose clean. Again, Memphis, uh, again, you're not a gangster, brother. You get, don't try to live that life. You're you're a, you're a gazillionaire, bro. Let's do have a little fun off the court. Nothing wrong with that. But you can't be rolling around with the weapons and the guys that are rolling around with the weapons. That can't be part of the group anymore, man. Because you're uh, you are uh, you have reached the end of the road with the NBA. If there's another indiscretion, you will see a massive year-long minimum uh, suspension of, of John Morant, uh, and his and his uh, earning power will be crushed. If there was another uh, incident involving anything uh, bad off the court, so rooting for you, man. Keep your nose clean. You got to weed out some of the people from your from your from your circle. Do what you got to do. These are tough decisions, I know, but you got to do it, man, because you're you're worth three, four hundred, five hundred million dollars over the next ten years if you keep your nose clean. So, all right, give you a couple picks for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to give you three picks for the NFL weekend. Um, remember all for entertainment. No, not for entertainment. These, these are picks. I've been doing pretty good this year, by the way, if you've been keeping track. I like Pittsburgh Saturday getting the two points at home. I think, I think Jake Browning's been living on thin ice a little bit the last couple of weeks. Probably no Jamar Chase for the Bengals. The game is in Pittsburgh. There's been a lot of criticism of the Pittsburgh uh, receivers, the effort level, those kind of things. I think that Pittsburgh defense is going to rise up, and I think Mason Rudolph is going to be a little spark for the Steelers. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. I like the Steelers at home, plus the two Saturday against the Bengals. Pick number two, I like Tampa on Sunday, minus the one. I think C.J. Beathard, very likely to play in this game. I think the Bucs are, are on fire. They're playing well, had their best offensive game of the year last year, in last week in Lambeau. Mayfield's playing well. They're starting to figure out things on offense. The defense is getting healthy. Uh, I like the Bucs, especially if C.J. Beathard plays minus one in a game they got to have. They win this game. They're probably going to be in the playoffs one way or the other. So give me Tampa minus the one. And I'm going to give you a two-team teaser. Basically, you can tease the, the, the point spread six points in both games. I like Denver minus six and a half. We're going to move it down to a half. And I like Green Bay minus five on the road at Carolina. Going to tease that to plus one. Both teams got to win these games. Um, Denver playing on Christmas Eve at home uh, against New England. You got uh, Green Bay going to Carolina. Makes me a little nervous, but I think Green Bay will figure out a way to get it done. So give me Green Bay and Denver together in a two-team teaser uh, this weekend as well. So there's three picks for you. Remember, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Uh, thanks for finding us on your podcast platform. You can find the video of this on my YouTube channel, Jason Power Sports Channel. You can also find uh, video for my other podcast, the No Quarter Given podcast, where we talk all things Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm also part of the Press Box Radio Show. It's a daily radio show that's uh, on about 20 affiliates throughout the Southeast. You can go to pressboxradio.com. I'm on every Wednesday with Mike Grace and company, my man Bart Heitch. So check us out on Wednesdays. But again, the Press Box is on every day, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm on every Wednesday with the guys. But Press Box Radio, you can listen live on demand, all the segments. 
I do a great powers pick, six picks every week I give, and we talk all things sports, all things in the South, uh, all over the country, a lot of college football, a lot of SEC, a lot of NFL, whatever's going on, we talk, and Mike does a great job getting some big-time guests uh, throughout the uh, the week every week. So uh, check us out there. And again, we will have an episode for you next week as well, post-Christmas. Got a great lead-up into the college football playoffs next week. I'm talking to a member of the Crimson Tide Sports Network, my man Chris Stewart, who will be on the call, the play-by-play call for the Crimson Tide Radio Sports Network in the Rose Bowl, talking Alabama and Michigan. Going to talk to Eric Henry, part, who covers Texas every day, part of the Horns 247 beat. And then we're also going to talk to a former head coach, who's going to break down both games in depth for you and about the preparation, all the things that go into this game, leading into the college football playoff next week, uh, New Year's Day, which will be uh, Alabama-Michigan in the Rose Bowl, Texas-Washington in the Sugar Bowl. So they we're going to have a good episode. That, that, ep- that podcast will be out for you on Tuesday, the day after Christmas. So you'll have plenty of time to get all of your content here, leading into the college football playoff on the following Monday. We'll give you some NFL talk as well as we're wrapping up the regular season. So appreciate you finding us. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us on X and Twitter at JPO Sports. Love to hear your comments, suggestions, and whatever else. So appreciate you finding us on the Powers on Sports podcast. Don't forget to get that late Christmas shopping. Don't wait till Sunday at 3 o'clock to decide to go Christmas shopping. These malls close at 4 or 5 o'clock these days on Christmas Eve. Get it done. Get your special someone something. Get mom and dad something. At worst, make sure you call everybody Christmas Day if you're not spending time. FaceTime them, Zoom them, whatever you got to do. Make sure you reach out and tell everybody you love them. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy Hanukkah. um, And have a very festive holiday season and be safe. See you next time on the Powers on Sports Podcast. As we roll into the holiday season of November and December, and you are looking to either buy a gift or potentially go in person to see your favorite NFL game, college football, Major League Baseball, the World Series is wrapping up, NHL season is just underway, and now the NBA. Ticketsmarter.com is your place to go for tickets on the secondary market. Whether it's the app, the Ticketsmarter.com app, it is the ideal place to buy tickets on the secondary market. And I've got a special code for you to save you some money. Powers10 is the code. Use Powers10 if you want to save 10 bucks on a purchase of $100 or more. Or you can use the code Powers20 and save $20 on a $300 purchase. Again, you can use this code as many times as you like all over the country, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, the college football season wrapping up, bowl games, college football playoff, whatever it is, TicketSmarter.com and the TicketSmarter app is the place to go. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Sports. So we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, suggestions for future episodes. And again, thanks for all the support. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. And we'd love to see you back next time for the next episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week.